0: Are you ready to research and organize your speech? Good, because that's the last project in level one. Welcome to Toastmasters 101, the podcast where we look at Toastmasters and the new education program, Pathways. If you're interested in public speaking or leadership, then Toastmasters is for you. I'm your host, Kim Kragi. Pathways provides you with a couple of PDFs to help you organize your material in your speech. They outline seven different types of speeches. They explain the speeches have three distinct parts, the introduction, the body, and the conclusion. So how important is speech organization anyway? Let's make it really simple. Making sure that your material is presented in a logical format is the difference between communication and chaos. That's how important it is. Just throwing all your information at your audience is neither informative nor persuasive. You have a task as a speaker to be proactive. You have to present your data and your conclusions in a format that the listener can follow. Your call to action should be obvious and motivating, but it won't be unless you organize your material first. So how do we get started? First, you have to pick a topic. In a previous podcast, I suggested doing a topic that you were really comfortable with because you were going to have to repeat the speech. For this speech project, you're supposed to be doing something that you have to research. So it's gonna be something you don't necessarily know as much about. You're gonna have to do some research and that means finding a topic. Inspiration is gonna come from a number of places. Radio, newspapers, a book you're reading, a show you're watching, some comment that somebody randomly made in the elevator yesterday, that's where you get your ideas. You research and you organize your speech after you pick your topic. So don't lock yourself down just yet. What you research may make you go in an entirely different direction. As you pick your sources and you collect your information, then it's time to sit down and make some decisions about how to organize everything. I think there are three most common ways to organize speeches. Categorical, chronological, and persuasive. Each of these creates a solid, stable structure for a speech. Stories tend to follow in a chronological pattern. Problem solution is usually a chronological speech because you're showing the problem and then the solution. Categorical breaks the topic down into sections. Informational speeches often talk about the parts of the topic. You might show the benefit of one thing by showing how it relates to another in a comparison contrast format. Then there's persuasion. It is my opinion that public speaking is performance art. It's not acting somebody else's lines like a part in a play, but it's an art to lay out information in logical arguments and persuade somebody. Let me give you a recent example. I was wasting time. I mean, I was doing media research on Facebook and this ad popped up about pillows. This reinforces my suspicion that Facebook is listening to me all the time as my husband and I had been just talking about replacing pillows. And then there's this ad. And what an ad it was. It started with the story of a school where the students are saved from a tornado by a very alert teacher and all the children survived. But the school didn't. After the tornado, the students, especially the youngest preschoolers, were so stressed by the event that they couldn't sleep. As the media covered the story, a sleep researcher voluntarily sent pillows that were part of her work in solving insomnia problems. The claim that the pillows were made of a particular substance that relaxed a particular part of the brain. The story continued with how the pillows suddenly changed the students' lives. They could relax, they could sleep. Then the pillows were given to vets with PTSD and suddenly they were sleeping soundly with this pillow and I bought that pillow before I even got to the end of the video. That was persuasion. But persuasion isn't just about sales. It's about motivation to help people make personal changes in their lives. It inspires people to go and do great new things or to buy new pillows. When it's time to decide what format you should use, don't try to force a speech into a pattern that does not work. Go with the obvious pattern, because that allows you to concentrate your efforts on the other parts of your speech that you need to work on as well. Your vocal variety, your body language, gestures. Think about the evaluations you've already been given. Those will give you a good idea of what you need to concentrate on. So make it simple on yourself. Just use what works. Now let me tell you a secret the smart way to write a speech, to write it backward. In the end, it comes down to the end. What do you want the audience to think, to feel, or to do when you sit down? I've talked about this in the competent communicator episodes of Toastmasters 101, but we're gonna go over it again here. I find that the worst part of my speech is consistently the worst part, and this is what the evaluator will almost always comment on, is the end of my speech. I just don't have a solid ending. Now, you might think that if you have a splendid intro and a strong body to craft the end, is going to be simple, but I'm going to say it's exactly the opposite. When you've got a strong end to your speech, you've built the foundation for the body and for the introduction. When you know what you want the audience reaction to be, then you know how to end your speech. You'll create a call to action. The challenge for the audience to act. Write that down first. Be specific, be concise, and make it absolutely clear what you want them to do. And when you know that, you can write the last paragraph of your speech. And I mean it. Write it out. Then you can move on to the next part of the speech writing process, which is the body of your speech. A good 80% of your speech is the body of the speech. So you need to organize your information in a clear, orderly manner. As you do your research, you'll combine facts and information into some logical categories, or you'll recognize the sequence that the speech needs to follow. Maybe you're going to try to be persuasive, so you've got to craft the speech to convince your audience to agree with you. Should you write out your speech? Look, I do. You don't have to, but I think it's a really good exercise to help you craft what it is you want to say into how you say it. Rhetoric is an art. Writing might be hard, but it'll help you develop your own voice. Is it better for you to write on paper or on a computer? That's up to you. But early in your Toastmasters career, I think, and again, this is what I think, writing out speeches helps you more than you would expect. You'll get the benefits of learning the techniques of putting things together slowly. Then when you need to, you'll be able to put a speech together faster even on the fly. And that's a very useful skill. When you have your ending and when you have your body, all that's left is the introduction. This will be easy to write because you've already got your ideas in place. Now, all you have to do is create an introduction that will create curiosity for the audience to want to continue to listen to what you have to say. There are lots of ways to build curiosity. Have you thought about using a rhetorical question? Or you might make a list of the things you're going to talk about and see what inspires you. But please, please do not fall into tell them what you're going to tell them, tell them, and then tell them what you told them, trap. It is the worst way to handle a speech. Nobody likes this format. It's boring. Weirdly, a lot of speech training courses are going to tell you to do exactly that. Don't resist the temptation and open the door to your creative side. Use stories, like how I bought pillows, or allegories, or humor. Curiosity is your friend when you write it into a speech intro. Once you have the intro, go back again and check what you've written and your conclusion. Make it all fit together. Use transitions that lead from one part to the other. Transitions are so important that we're going to talk about them in another podcast in the future or two podcasts, or three. There's a lot to be said about transitions. That's how to research and organize your speech. But these are my ideas. And if you want to listen to my previous podcast about this topic, you can find it at toastmasters101.net slash cc3. Don't forget to give your evaluator your evaluation form. You may need it to get approved to move on to level two. After you complete this research and organize your speech project, it's time to go back to Basecamp and finish the post-test. Then when you've finished that part in Basecamp, you'll now see level one completion as an option. All you have to do is hit the mark complete button. This will send a notification to your club's Basecamp managers that they need to improve the completion of your level. Basecamp managers' tasks are really not that hard. The base camp manager has to sign in as a base camp manager, not just the club member. Now, some base camp managers want to see the actual records, evaluation forms of your four speeches, and the evaluation of your evaluation. It's up to them what they want to see. However, if you store your evaluations online, you can't show them your records at this time unless you save them as PDFs or image files and forward them via email or a shared drive. If you have printed evaluations, you can show up with them at the meeting. Some VPEs want to see the agendas as well if you've given the speeches at more than one club. Ask your base camp managers, what do they want? Approving the members level is really simple. A screen comes up that will show the requests that the base camp manager must approve. They approve it by clicking on a box and then another screen comes up asking for comments. Toastmasters International Pathways Guide Training recommended that the base camp manager enter their name there to keep track of who approved the level. It's optional, of course, but if there's a question, you'll know who to contact. The VPE, the club president, or the club secretary all have access to approve the level. But you need to be sure that the club officers are getting the notice. The correct email for the club must be entered into the Toastmasters International website. And even then, there's probably only one person who's going to get that email from you. My recommendation is really simple. Just hit the button to submit your level completion test and then send a separate email to the officers in your club. This will probably be the quickest way for you to be able to move on to level two. In our next podcast... We'll start Level 2 with a pop quiz! Our music today is from Incompetech.com. Thanks for listening to Toastmasters 101, a podcast production of Toastmasters District 10.